0: Kara, I think for the purpose of this conversation, why don't we just start with... Tell me about Game Plan 101. What is it? Where did it come from? How did you get involved? Hmm. That's a okay. catch-all, by the way. we like to call a catch-all.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So um, I started in this role 12 years ago. And at the time, uh, the role was called Life Services. And Calgary, quite honestly, always um, due to... I would give my boss a lot of credit, but also my predecessor Karen Strong. They just believe strongly in supporting athletes outside of sport and making sure that their their lives outside of performance also, you know, were going well. So we always had something going here, and in all honesty, it was probably a little dated. And so after 2010, there was a lot of um, feedback from athletes um, that this was a missing component for them right across the country. so some of our our partners COC CPC Sport Canada took notice and helped us create um, more of a national program and rebranded it to game plan. So it's a total athlete wellness program and it's meant to address all aspects of an athlete's life outside of performance and it's also it's not a transition out of sport program so that's the big distinction that I'd like to clarify. Um, we we really believe athletes should be thinking about this, even as they're right. competing, performing, training. Um, there's small things that you can be doing. Obviously, your training and your performance is your main focus, but there's still time in your day for some athletes to do something different. And whether it's education or skill building or networking – there's things that they can be doing, and we want to be there to support them to do that.
0: Was there historically? Was there a bit of a hard scramble to get it, you know, to get this to where it is today? From the standpoint that just even from the media, you know, Olympic athletes were all fine and well in the two weeks that led up to the games, during the games, and we maybe a week afterwards, and then the quadrennial would start. We'd forget about them until the next Olympics. That out of sight, out of mind. And we all know how, as Canadian athletes, for so long they had to train but they had to find sponsors and they had to you know just hunt and peck and find a way the fact of a total kind of wellness program for them away from the sport seems like it might have taken a little arm wrenching to get going and get off the ground <laughs> it still does okay
1: fair enough. <laughs> it still does but i actually like because i have the advantage of having done this for a while now yeah. i do see a shift and it was it, it's a tough sell because they're focused on all those things that you just mentioned. And they're like most of us putting off things that they could be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always going to be time for it. Also, they don't get a lot of support in the past. And even sometimes now from their coaches, high performance directors, because their mandate and focus is, you know, winning medals, you know, making their performance better. So we're, we're starting to see the importance and how, having some balance or well-roundedness also can lead to better performance Mm -hmm. because the athlete is mentally stronger, more comfortable knowing that they got a plan in place in the future. So there's starting to be some momentum behind that. Also, I think because of the increased awareness and people talking more openly about mental health, now we're seeing, okay, we can't just um, let these athletes leave these athletes to figure it all out themselves. We do owe them some some help here and because we've had we've all heard the stories that the the horrible stories and then some of the just you know frustrating stories of athletes yeah. being lost when they're done people have started to realize the importance of this and I definitely see a swing in a positive direction.
0: Yeah, I am so glad you brought that up because as we go on further in this conversation we dive into what the the, the program is I think you know People may not equate it to what you said, but that aspect of mental health and that ability to be open, you talk to coaching, coaching has changed. Coaches now have to be more aware of their athlete beyond the scope of the game and, and what makes them tick. The athlete themselves have now been, for the lack of a better term, given permission to ask questions, been permission to be a human being away. I, I would imagine that the recruitment of your program or the, you know, getting people involved is maybe easier now than it was before when dealing with the athlete.
1: Absolutely, like it it again, I'll go back to you know we have a little bit of a trick in that athletes have to register with us to be part of our center, sure, so then we get the the yep. opportunity to be in front of them and tell them about the game plan program and then it's it's really a soft sell. you get to know these athletes and you're just always sort of reminding them of services that you're providing mm-hmm. and working with them slowly, getting it into their head. I honestly don't feel it's something that should be mandated. I think there's more of a readiness factor, and everybody's ready at a different point. But you keep working on them. You keep building that relationship so that when they are ready, they trust you enough to come and take advantage of the the resources.
0: Yeah. It's funny you said because it's not a a, a a post-athletic transition program. Imagine there's still a little, the odd athlete that, well, I don't really, you know, I'm still an athlete, right?
1: Oh, there's a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah, there there are a lot of those and so they're the definitely the tougher nuts to crack, right? Okay. Like and and there's some athletes that have a very good idea of what they want to do and it requires school and they just can't fathom how they can combine the two mm-hmm. or realistically they they can't because the, the school is very restrictive to when it's offered and and their travel schedule. But I always say there's other things that you still could be doing to build up your own skill set, to build up your profile, to do some things to make sure that that is the direction you want to go when you're right. finished so that you're at least a little step ahead of the game. And any kind of courses that you take, if you're using school as an example, any kind of courses you take are going to help you and maybe make a little shorter when you are done yeah. so that you don't have 4 years ahead of you maybe you have 2 years left of education as just as an example
0: um you, you and i have a mutual friend uh, and he often talks about professional hockey players having to learn to be professional hockey players that and and more importantly learn to be people because you come up through a system that is always doing things for you is always helping you do you find that athletes the athletes you deal with some of them Need a little help sometimes just being nudged into the real world?
1: Absolutely. Um, that's why I think it's important to keep planting the seed and not to be discouraged if they don't sort of listen to me or take advantage of um, these great resources we offer the first time. You keep patience? working at are it. Are you talking about patience? <laughs> a little bit of patience, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, for sure. And also, you know, we're pretty clear about we are not doing this for you. So we're mm-hmm. not... You know, there's a difference between giving them a guiding hand and doing everything for them. That's not going to help them. Yeah. So, you know, definitely. But I, I just think that, you know, we're very lucky here because we have this great community of support behind us and alumni that also, you know, right. are really good about reminding the athletes they've been there, learn from us, and also just being resources to, to help them.
0: All right, Kara. we kind of dodged around the edges. Let's get into it. Tell me about, the, you know, Game Plan One Hundred One. What are what kind of the programs are we talking about? What are the skills that we're talking about?
1: Okay, so Game Plan. We break it down into five elements. So um, one is education. Mm-hmm. So anything around education. We have connections at both MRU and, and U here in in our city, but there's the equivalent across the country. Um, just people that are willing to help an athlete plan out a, you know, a, a schedule for school. There's tutoring resources. There's exploration support. So, you know, anything you can think of around education. Uh, we have a similar bunch of resources under the career uh, element where athletes can get support, do some testing that might guide them to um, Understand themselves better and what types of careers they might like. Mm -hmm. Um, Also support with resume writing, interview skills, how to look for a job. So all that falls under career. Um, We have a networking element uh, where we try to expose the athletes to some networking opportunities in the community to meet people. Then we have uh, skill building where we do a lot of workshops here. And that's where I'm saying it's not traditional school, but it's helping the athletes with their brand or helping them with social media or media training Mm -hmm. or public speaking, you know, anything along those lines. Plus we say to the athletes, tell us if there's something you think you need and we'll try to source it out. And then our last element is all around um, mental health. And so we have mental health resources for the athletes and um, 24-7 they can get the support they need through Morna Chappelle and it's a great uh, it's a great service to have access to so in addition to like the the immediate sort of hotline there's other like educational components around that that we also try to provide just to make awareness and make sure the athletes know.
0: So Gary if I enroll if I'm an athlete and I enroll in the program do I pick or is it all-encompassing? Do I have the luxury of saying, ah, I'm only really interested in the skill building? Absolutely.
1: Yeah? Yep. It's not not Mm one-size-fits-all, right? So it's really we're trying to customize and make sure, because we also have a huge range of ages of athletes that we deal with. So many come to us, they have an undergrad degree, so they're at a different stage in their life. So how can we help them? And then we have others that are quite young coming out of high school, and so they're more focused on... You know, maybe finishing high school mm-hmm. or starting university, um, as an example.
0: Is there So is there one of them that you find tends to attract everybody, or is there one area that seems to be... I, I hate to use the word popular, but it, just in the sense of volume that, that you deal with?
1: Hmm... I d I I don't know if I would say one is stronger than another. I, I, I for sure would say education, it's just an obvious one, right? Sure, like there's sure. there's some form of education right, you know, for everyone. Uh, I would say the skill building is pretty pretty good too when okay. we when we nail it, we nail it. Like yeah. um it it's hard like always to fit into an athlete's schedule and to accommodate all the different sports we, you know, work with and to make these things happen. But I think we do a good job. We have great facilitators. So when we do offer something, it's pretty bang on.
0: Right. The, the athlete that we're talking about, are they only the ones that compete in the Olympics? Or who is your base? Who are you working with?
1: So our base is all uh, carded athletes. Okay. So Sport Canada carded athletes that are living or training in Alberta. Okay. So there's a few small exceptions, but that for the most part is the, the base.
0: So I'm sorry. So is there only game plan out of Cal- uh, out of the Canadian Sports Institute here in Calgary or because I thought you mentioned earlier that there's areas across the country? Yeah.
1: Game game plan is a national program. Okay. So in every institute across our country, they okay. offer the program. Okay. every institute Is it the same center. program? It's the same program. Okay, okay. So, you know, the bones of the program are the same. How everybody delivers it might be slightly different. Well, or there, it's Calgary, so I would expect... Ours it is be. way better, <laughs> I was yes. going to say. It just
0: <laughs> goes without saying, right? Uh, the, 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 the brand building is interesting to me because that, I, I'm not sure that would have been there when this program started, right? The advent of social media, the advent of kind of that, you know, especially with what we've seen recently in the Olympics and... Um, you know, kind of that proliferation of of information all the time. I, I would imagine that's been adapted.
1: Yes, so for sure, like the social me- media piece, we in fact just hired somebody part-time to really drill down on that because we do think that's the way to, like we're doing a lot of great things, but mm-hmm. it's still hard to get athletes' attention all the time, especially if they're not living and training right here in our city you know i'm still supporting all alberta athletes not just those that are Mm -hmm. in calgary so to get their attention we all know what we're all inundated with email to to get their attention to get them to read it through so social media has certainly helped with that and we are focusing on that because it's also that demographic that's their way of communicating more you know it's not as traditional as it maybe is for some other groups so we are targeting that for sure
0: the networking, how, how how successful is that? What's that process like for a young athlete or even a, a veteran athlete?
1: So we are very fortunate that, A, we have a couple really good facilitators that kind of do a, a session on coaching athletes on how to network, how mm-hmm. to you know get their messaging across, why they're doing it, et cetera. So I feel we do a good job of setting them up to understand that. And then, um, again, we live in a great community where people are really engaged and want to support athletes. Yeah. So I've not had any problem when I try to host these events, getting Corporate Calgary to step up and, hmm. and get involved. The other luxury we have is we really tap into our alumni group. Yeah. And a lot of them are out doing great things themselves now, right? And so it makes it just a little easier for our athletes because they know... They're speaking to a former athlete or, you know, an Olympian and that will sort of cut them some slack or maybe make it a little easier that first time. And whether, you know, I don't think corporate Calgary makes it hard for them either. But I just yeah. think in their head, they're just a little more, you know, comfortable
0: with that thought. So you've mentioned the alumni a couple of times. So tell me a little bit about who makes up that group and, and their role. And I, I'm assuming it's a mentorship role, really.
1: Really? Um,
0: it's it's not, say, all that formal maybe okay but we just
1: have such a a great community of alumni here Mm -hmm. and you know again I've been doing this for 12 years so I've built up my own sort of contacts and group of favorites but I can't tell you how many of them have reached out to me to say hey, I want to give back. And then they've heard about the game plan program because they, they get a lot of information through the COC Olympia newsletter, okay. and CPC probably has the equivalent. So they hear about game plan, and they've contacted me to say, hey, can I give back? So, you know, the Katrina LeMay-Dones, Cassie Campbell, they're all first and foremost like saying hey how can i help and i've sent athletes to speak to them and you know they've been great about sharing their knowledge sharing their expertise you know and just giving them a bit of a a
0: pep talk yeah and it's funny right like you and i might have a conversation with an athlete and and it may not resonate but if somebody who came before there's that built-in respect factor there
1: it's huge it's huge and I, i like i i don't take that personally. I think it's great. I just view it as I'm very lucky that I have all these people that are willing to step up to the plate and help.
0: Uh, one of the components, and I, I want to spend a little time talking about this because I can't think of anything more important right now, and that is the mental health aspect of this. And you talked about the resources that are available. Th- this has been an ongoing conversation for the last decade, and I feel like we've made some, you know, gained some ground. What about, what are you seeing, I suppose, from the athletes in the program? Are they utilizing it? Is it is it helping?
1: So that that's interesting. So hmm. if we looked at our stats with morneau Chappelle, they're not great, considering the number of athletes we have. So we do often wonder, um, how come more aren't reaching out? Is that phone call a barrier? What's What's right. the problem? Right. Right. Because on the flip side, I can say, I have a lot of athletes that come into my office, and that's what they're looking for or what they need. And so we do have some other... Um, ways of helping them as well like Mm -hmm. if that's truly a barrier i find some alternative um, means but again we don't have unlimited resources so to send everybody sort of to a personal counselor that we know here in town and just skip the whole phone call uh, process is not always doable right um but there's definitely more athletes asking for it. So I think that's a good thing because, again, it's showing that the barrier is being broken down and they're starting to um, understand that it's not a sign of weakness and it's yeah. it's actually a positive. And, and they also find out quickly that it's confidential and that information isn't shared with anyone. So that's reassuring to them as well because some of them, like part of the reason that they don't want to come forward is also they're worried about their coach or their you know, teammates and how that could impact their role on the team or their right. place on the team. Right. So
0: it's a little early to declare victory, I, I would suggest. It's,
1: it's, it's early to declare victory. But yeah. I, I think what is is good is that we definitely see a trend in the right direction um, in that there's help there for them and that they're asking for it. Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see, I so, guess. So
0: in your experience, we'll just deal with this particular topic. Are athletes ahead of the curve on society? I would point to, you know, Bell Let's Talk and some other programs that have been, you know, very highly publicized in the last decade or so and, and I think have certainly brought it to the forefront. I've always believed that the athlete has a, you know, can play a huge role as a role model, but sometimes we forget about them as the human being. So I'm wondering where they fit in compared to, to the rest of society.
1: I don't know if I'm equipped to answer that. You know, like, I what I will say, and I, I just see... A lot of athletes talking openly about it and being very supportive of each Each other, other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I do think, like I I think they're really, you know, I remember Haley sending me a note one day, and it was um after one of the NHL players um had committed suicide. And, you know, I just sent a note out to our group saying, listen, people, like don't be thinking that if this is a problem for you, don't be thinking you have to take care of this yourself. Mm -hmm. Like there's a whole group of people here and, you know, and and she just said like, that's what we need more of. Keep doing that. Like it was really, it was good for me because, you know, she acknowledged what I was doing. So that's always important, but it was good to know, like people are paying attention to it. And like, hopefully our, our, our group of athletes realized um, there's support for you, but also help others. Like be noticing your teammates. You
0: know, that's where we use that word patience before, right? We have to be patient with this still yeah. evolving. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kara, tell me about the role of the coach. Tell me the role of the, the the you know the body, the organizing body, and and how they can help or hinder what you try to do.
1: So the coach really does spend more time with the athlete than anyone, sure. and they definitely influence them. So. Finding a way to show the coach that um, this is a value add or mm-hmm. that we're not taken away from what they're doing. So there's definitely times when I've talked directly to a coach to try and explain what I'm trying to do and show them that it's not threatening, that it's only a value add. But it is it is quite important to have um, their buy-in. you know. It, I, I can say whatever I want to the athlete, but if the coach is saying – don't do that. Or, you know, you have to be single focused. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what I say really. So the coach is key. And I think, I think most of our coaches are, are definitely coming around to the importance of this. There's very few of them that are saying to the athletes, you know, all or nothing yeah yeah you know like they they i think they've evolved as well right and i think quite frankly like our coaches need the same support that the athletes are getting and they're not getting as much you know game plans long-term goal is to include coaches in all these services as well Mm -hmm. but um you know it's a capacity resource it's a building program so we're maybe not quite there yet but the long-term goal is to include Um, coaches in these services
0: having said that the conversation that i had with with uh, jason from the csi is that you know and and others that you'd hope to get recruiting more athletes to become coaches when they're done and i suppose once you know once we get that circulation through that you know you'll have even stronger engagement because you've coaches that have come through the program as an athlete now see the value in it too yes for sure for sure
1: and it is like it's interesting because i I don't know we just actually offered a a scholarship for athletes um to consider getting into coaching mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if it's just the way we marketed it or what but it hasn't been um, an easy really? sell right at this moment so it, it's it's something we're gonna have to you know dig a little deeper into and look into would it be something as sim-
0: would it be something as simple as just wanting to disengage you know I've, I've done this all my life I've competed. I just want to take a step back and then I'll, you know, there's always been that thought that if I walk away from it or I step away from it, well, I can't ever come back to it, right?
1: Yeah, well, we just this week we were at um, a company, Benevity, here in town and they were letting some athletes do some job shadow and interview practice and it was three former athletes that um, we were dealing with and they all just kind of made a joke about how, oh, yeah, like you need a little bit of time away before you can get back in involved. So I think there's... I think there's some truth to that.
0: Yeah. Um, Just moving towards the future, what, you know, if you had the ability to, to add or develop or create new programming to, to, to augment what you're doing, what would you like to add?
1: Ooh, (laughs) what would I like to add? Oh, well, I mean, I, I really think, you know, if I was dreaming big and had no barriers, Mm. A lot more flexibility around school would solve a lot of issues. From the schools? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I mean, like, I understand their challenges, so sure. I'm not just saying that it's it's their problem. But if we could ever find a way to um, be able to accommodate athletes a little bit more, I think that would help. Um, is technology
0: not the, the answer to that?
1: Uh, I think technology is, um, you know, even though there's already online <laughs> sure courses yeah. offered – it's not everybody's learning style, and it's also not, um, you know, not everybody can learn on their own right. either, right? So some of those courses are self-directed, and some of them are more in a webinar format where you log in and listen to a lecture. But even I think the the universities haven't fully got that nailed down yet, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that would be one thing I would... Um, say dream big for and maybe the other is that we would have um more corporations that could think outside the box and think about flexible work opportunities for athletes so again that's not easy and i do -hmm. appreciate that but there's plenty of companies that actually do it and i think if some other companies would you know just think about it they'd realize maybe it's not as hard as they imagine it is Because I I think that's important.
0: Is that a hard, hard seller, hard conversation to have? It seems to me, and again, this is the outsider now, you know, in this country, we have put a lot of pressure on our corporations to support our athletes We're, you know, we individual sponsorship and things. And, uh, you know, it seems maybe that I may not have a check to write, but I could help in that way. Is that an easy conversation to have with a corporation?
1: Well, are they open to it? Many are, you, and that's yeah. just it. You have to find the right people and yeah. those that are yeah. willing to do True it, enough. right? Yeah. And we've got, like, a good bunch of examples of athletes and companies that are doing it and mm. where it's working well. So we just have to keep showcasing those and then planting the seed in some of these companies. They can't really always imagine how it can be done, but right now, like, our workforce in general, Take Athletes Out of It is changing, and people want more Absolutely. flexibility. Yeah. And so companies are already challenged with this anyway. And again, like back to your point, like we ask a lot of corporations and we want them to support athletes. And I think there could be like bigger wins all around. Mm -hmm. Um, You could sponsor an athlete and engage them in a work opportunity or a job shadow or, or, or. Like, you know, everybody could... Find their, you know, what works for them and what works for the athletes that they select. It's just we haven't had a lot of dialogue about it. I don't think it can't be done. I just think we haven't
0: got there yet. Um, it, it's it's one of the conversations we're having now in, in in all of society. So I do want to ask you a little bit of, a little bit about gender. Uh, we've come off two Olympics that have been dominated by Canadian female athletes. Your particular program, do you find that you serve more women, more men? Is it an equal split? Or or, or is one gender more inclined to take advantage of what you do?
1: Hmm. I would maybe give an edge to the female gender. But I would say, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's, it's pretty even. Okay. Surprisingly, maybe yeah. now that like I, I've never really thought about it till you asked the well, question. Well, because I
0: came after the 2016 games in Rio. I remember he had an yeah. event. I came and yeah. I, and it was well. Here's another medal winner. Here's yeah. a, well. They're all women. Well, that that's what we yeah. did in Rio, right? So yeah. how how was it not going to be that?
1: Yeah, and it also is a bit of a reflection of just the athletes training here, right? It's yeah, not okay. always an even split. Sure. I mean, even I think. Don't quote me on this, but I think back to 2010, I think in Alberta, we had a lot of women medalists, Mm -hmm. you know, it Mm -hmm. was heavier on the women than the men. But I think like, when I get athletes with their back against the wall, male or female, you know, they they need the help and they, I, I feel like maybe a coach has helped push them to get to me, you're a high performance director or somebody else in sport, but you know, I, I I pleasantly surprised. I would say it's it's pretty even
0: split. Uh, my last one for you: is there an equal to this? Is there an equivalent? Do you go to a uh, annual conference or congress of all of the game plans from around the world? Or you know, are we? Is this another made in Canada strategy and solution to an issue?
1: There are um, a lot of countries doing some good work okay. and that have programs in place. Um, and we've, we've spent some time different, uh, me and my colleagues, we've observed some of those programs or gone to um, meet with some of those people to sort of learn what we wanted to take from them and, and then also develop something unique to Canada. Mm-hmm. I, I strongly believe we've always been a leader in this area, and I think we will continue to be a leader in this area. But for sure, others are doing good things too, so it's to our advantage to talk about it and you know learn from them. I think, um, just as an aside, we've had some pro athletes reach out to us and, you know, it's quite interesting and I don't know the full answer to this, but, um, I don't think the pros are doing a great job of supporting their athletes. And I think they're, they're they're no different than ours. Like everybody needs a purpose after sport. What are they going to do? What's going to get them out of bed? What's going to excite them? And um, we're not trying to make a dollar off of this. Like this is a service we believe in mm-hmm. and we're providing. There's a lot of people out there that are trying to establish, like they see that there's a need for this, yeah. but they're also doing it as a business. And not to say there's anything wrong with that, but I just don't I, I don't see it um, taking off the way a lot of them thought it would.
0: Yeah, but that's, that's sport, right? I mean, there's always an entrepreneurial component to it. But it seems to me it's almost always the Olympic or the national team athlete that is leading the curve. You're absolutely right about pro sports. I look no further than football maybe has the biggest issue because there's such a short time span in there. And then what do you do? So this is leading edge and cutting edge. And I'm not surprised you're hearing from professional athletes because I think there's almost a responsibility of of the wholeness now. You know, we develop, we develop, we develop, they compete, they retire, and they go away? That that can't be right, right? Same thing with the athlete. There's a responsibility in my mind. And, and I would imagine that's part of the mentorship program too is okay, you've gotten something out of this. Now it's time to maybe give something back to this too, right? Yeah,
1: I think that's you know, that's super important yeah. right there.
0: Yeah, which is the beauty of your alumni. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're great because yes, we're lucky.